So one ball, two strikes, two outs, runner on second. Regal lines that one up the middle, bounces a little bit, and everybody's going to be safe. Megan Doty comes racing home, and Grinnell takes the 1-0 lead. Welcome to the Tiger Sports Livestream Network Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tiger Sports Livestream Network Podcast, episode number 40. I'm your host, Blake Walker. This week, we are sitting down with the girls' softball high school varsity uh, head coach, Mike Doty, to talk with him about the uh, upcoming season that is most likely going to happen due to new guidelines set out by the governor. I'll talk with Coach Doty about all that and more, and I'll give my own thoughts of what was said by the governor today. First, we'll hear a quick word from our sponsor, then we'll jump right to the interview. You're listening to the Tiger Sports Livestream Network Podcast. Hey there, I'm Joey Polyai, third generation owner of Polyai's and Grinnell. Since 1957, we've been serving you the flavors you savor. Dine in, carry out, or pick up our frozen pizzas for a night in. Our promise to you, everything is made from scratch, and we only use the freshest ingredients, guaranteed. Plus, get your kids signed up for our Pax Pals program to get free pizza and shirts. Visit polyeyesgrinnellia.com or ask your server how to sign up. See you soon at Polyeyes Pizza Grinnell on 5th Ave between Main and Broad Street. Tomorrow, some fear the uncertainty it brings. Some trust the promise it holds. At Grinnell Mutual, we are always looking forward to tomorrow, growing and innovating. So even if the plans you have for the future aren't the same as the plans the future holds for you, you can be ready. Because we'll be ready, like we have been for over 100 years. Trust in that. Trust in tomorrow. Talk to a Grinnell Mutual agent today. Alrighty, so thank you once again to our sponsors on the Tiger Sports Livestream Network podcast. I sat down with Coach Doty today via FaceTime, and uh, we talked about all the upcomings uh, in the news so far about sports across the state, high school-wise. Um, nice 20-minute conversation with Coach Doty. Take a listen, and I'll meet you right after. Alrighty, we're sitting down here with uh, Mike Doty. Granted, we're sitting you know, in separate areas. We're separated by FaceTime, but... Uh, Coach, thanks for coming on. We have a lot to talk about, you and I, today. Um, but first of all, I'll start out with uh, what have you been doing, how you been doing, and uh, how's your family been doing with the whole pandemic that we're going through? Hey, Blake. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, good to hear somebody else's voice besides my family, I guess. Um, but no, things are good. Um, family's good. You know, just you know, trying to navigate this different season that we're all in. Um, you know, I've been, for my job i've been working from home since this whole thing started um which is a little bit different for me um uh, my wife's working from home and all three of my kids have been home all day my daughter meg she's a freshman at central and they got cut short when this whole thing started so we went from having nobody at home all day to having five people at home <laughs> all day so <laughs> it's been an adjustment but you know we've just made the best that you know we could out of it and you like everybody else, we're just taking it day by day and trying to follow the guidelines and recommendations as best we can. But, you know, I think, you know, not to speak for everybody, but I think most people are ready to you know, start to get back to some sort of normalcy and, uh, you know, get back to our everyday lives. So we'll start out with the big news that came out this morning. Uh, Governor Reynolds approved that baseball and softball can happen in the state. Um what what does I don't where said just to regroup uh, we've had you on the podcast before so if people want to hear your backstory and everything else and where you came from they can go back and listen to that um, but anyway back to what the governor said uh, as the softball coach of the Grinnell High School 
it's huge to hear that, yes, softball and baseball can happen by the governor. Obviously, we're waiting for the Girls High School Athletic Union to approve that. You just said that the boys are rumored that most likely they have been approved. So I guess what happens now if, say, the girls do get approved, do you now also have to wait for Stutz to approve that Grinnell can even play? Because I guarantee some teams probably aren't going to get to play, and it's not really their choice. Yeah, so there's definitely a lot of layers to this, and I kind of look at it as kind of a three-phased or three-pronged race. You know, if you had hurdles in front of you, there's three hurdles. The first one being the governor, which, you know, we've cleared that hurdle this morning Mm -hmm. with their announcement that, you know, she's given us the go-ahead to play summer sports. Hurdle number two would be, like you said, the Iowa High School Athletic Association and the Iowa Girls High School Athletic Union approving um, summer sports. You know, like we were talking about right before I came on here, um, I saw Jeff Linder from the Cedar Rapids Gazette was citing an unnamed source that the Boys Association has already approved baseball. And I know that the girls' union is meeting today at 2 o'clock. And, you know, they've been working hand-in-hand, so I'd be shocked if, you know, if the boys have already done that, that the girls don't follow suit. So that would be hurdle number two. Uh, hopefully, you know, we clear that today. And then hurdle number three, like you said, would just come down to our local district. Uh, Dr. Stutz and our school board approving, you know, what the governor and the union and the association ha- have already approved. So um, it's kind of been a, obviously a long process, um, you know, and it's been a roller coaster of emotions and, you know, just following this thing. You know, there's been days when I have thought, yeah, it's looking really good. And then there's probably been more days where I thought, you know, this just seems like it's not going to happen. There's just too many hurdles to overcome. There's too many obstacles. But, you know, there's a lot that has transpired just within the last week. Um, I know last week when the governor had a press conference and she had made mention that she hadn't been in contact with anybody from the association or the union, I think that spurred a lot of activity. There's been a lot of emails, a lot of social media. Um, You know, I know I've spent a lot of time on my computer trying to, you know, send emails and, you know, and, and support, uh, to both the, the association and the union. I know coach Stenberg has, has done the same, you know, Tony and I have talked, I don't know. It, it's, un- it's crazy how many times we've talked in the last couple of weeks, yeah. uh, just trying to rally support and, and even for people that, that are against it, you know, to, you know, to have your voice be heard. But, you know, I, for, from where I come from, you know, I think, if they're going to come up with a plan that makes it, you know, in their mind safe to play, you know, let, let's go play ball. Let's mm-hmm. give these kids an opportunity to do what they've been working all off season to do. And I think, you know, with baseball and softball, you know, it's probably two sports that make the most sense to be the first ones back on yeah. the field yeah. um, because of being outdoors, being, you know, social distancing. There's a lot of that that already goes on when you're playing the game. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at softball and baseball outside of the catcher, the batter and the umpire, you know, and maybe a first baseman, third baseman with the, the coaches on the side, you're really not that close to people. So mm-hmm. unless there's a play made. So I think it makes sense to those are the two sports that would be the first ones back. And like I said, this is all about the kids, in mm-hmm. my opinion, and, you know, giving them an opportunity. You know, there's some kids that only play a spring and summer sport, and obviously they had the spring sport taken away, and I just hate to see them not get an opportunity to play in the summer. So right now I'm really optimistic. You know, it's not a done deal yet, 
but you know like i said i think it's looking really positive you know they, they said june 1st we could you know get back to activity and then um actually the other thing i was going to add is that the iowa department of education has already sent out their uh covid19 return to summer sports guidelines I, i've already seen those mm-hmm. i haven't read every every detail of them but they've already sent those out so there's a lot of positive things that have come out and it's looking really good right now but we got to keep pushing forward so i mean obviously this season is going to look way different than anyone's we've ever seen before um do you think it's very possible that some schools aren't going to play? Like I've heard Des Moines schools might not even play because of Polk County having so many different cases. Do you think we're going to see less people go out for these softball and baseball sports because maybe their parents don't want them to? And I guess, I mean, there's a lot behind the scenes that most likely will be have to change. I guess, do you think we're going to see a lot of changes just for this season based off the amount of teams that are actually going to participate and the amount of players that are going to participate yeah um i think you know definitely the game number one and i'm glad you brought this up you know the the game is not going to look exactly the same as Mm. it has in the past you know it's there it's going to be a little bit different maybe more than a little bit different um you know i think Every coach I've talked to, though, you know, if the integrity of the game or the way the game is played is impacted dramatically, then, you know, it's probably not worth it. But I think from all the guidelines and recommendations I've seen so far, you know, the game isn't going to change that much itself. It's just all the other things that we're going to have to do. You know, we're going to have to obviously sanitize. We're going to have to, you know, probably wipe down balls, bats, you know, there's going to have to be social distancing. You know, they're talking about nobody in the dugout, that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. you know, probably no fans in the bleachers, but hopefully fans spread out, you know, throughout the, the ballpark. So, yeah, I mean, it, it'll be different. And yes, I do. There probably, there probably will be some schools that I bet decide that they don't want to do it. But I guess I look at it as, you know, really like anything else, you know, nobody in any other season is forced to play. Nobody forced to go out. You know, if the player and their parents and their family think that it's safe enough based on the guidelines that we're going to implement, then, you know, they should do it. If they don't think it's safe, you know, then, you know, they have the option not to do it. You know, realistically, yeah, we probably will lose some kids. I don't know about in Grinnell. Mm -hmm. I hope not, but maybe we will. But, you know, and and that's nothing against them if that's what they decide. Um, And there probably will be, you know, school districts that do say. But I think, you know, just from talking with so many coaches and ADs and different people in the game, you know, the last month or two that, you know, I think the majority, again, this is just my opinion. I think the majority of schools and players will play because, you know, I think they will deem it safe and let's be real. I mean, all these kids are dying to get out of their house and start getting outside and being with their friends and, you know, start trying to make memories this summer. It's an odd question, but do you think you'll maybe get some new athletes joining the softball team, maybe that weren't able to play in the spring sports season that just have an urge to play or at least do something? Yeah, you know, that's funny. I thought of that a while back, like, you know, thinking of, you know, if there's any girls that, you know, ran track or golf or soccer that didn't get that opportunity that they may want to just try and do something. I haven't heard from anybody in Grinnell, but I would not be surprised if if some schools do get a few more kids to go out just because they want to be part of the team and, and, you know, be around their friends. What personally do you want to see happen this softball season in terms of the health and safety of your players 
whether that be stuff that you might personally implement or things that you're going to ask of your players to do just to keep others safe? Yeah, I mean, I know for a fact, you know, I've talked with Coach Stenberg about this a lot. Like, safety is the number one priority, Mm -hmm. and we are going to follow the guidelines and recommendations to a T. We're not going to cut any corners. We're not going to take any chances. We are going to do everything we have to do to make it as safe as possible within our control. Now, you know, this virus is a weird virus, you know. You know, you can pick it up, you know, anywhere. You can have it and not know you have it. You can have it and obviously have symptoms, you know. And then, you know, that, that'll that be kind of one of the biggest things I'm curious about is what are the guidelines and recommendations say if a player on your team is infected mm-hmm. what, during the season. I don't know what that is right now, but, you know, obviously that will be addressed. But, you know, there, there's no question that we are going to make this as safe as possible and we are going to follow all the rules uh, to a team. So if you had to take a guess, what do you think this season will look like? So you can get back going on June 1st. Again, this is all pending the Girls Athletic Association. Uh, but if you get things back going on June 1st, what would be your realistic timeline that you think everything would happen? Would you only have, let's say, 20 regular season games, a week of practice, playoffs are maybe shortened, or maybe the playoff field is shortened? Just what do you think is going to happen in this time span that we're given? Yeah, I think if we got going June 1st, originally the Jean Berger, who's the executive director of the Girls Union, I'd, I'd been in contact with her quite a bit. And a while back, she had told me that they had decided that softball was going to only practice one week and mm-hmm. then we could start start games on June 8th. Well, this uh, Department of Education guidelines that came out today, it had both softball and baseball starting competition on June 15th. So if that was the case, if we were to start June 15th, it sounds like they possibly would move the girls' state tournament and postseason back a week mm-hmm. because I do know that listening in on an AD call last week that Fort Dodge is available the week after the originally scheduled state tournament. Mm-hmm. Now, if we can start games on June 8th with only a week of practice, then I think it will just pick up our schedule basically at that point and nothing will change. We'll oh. just just have lost probably you know two weeks worth of games mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah i think what you said kind of that 20 game you know somewhere in that ballpark is probably what we're looking at um you know I, obviously tony and i will have to get with coach kaufman or chris kaufman at some point and just figure out you know because the little hawkeye conference normally we play 21 games yep. we play everybody three times now we know that's not going to happen but do we play everybody twice in a home and away or do we just play, you know, in one night and try and play a double header? Um, what that looks like, you know, can we try and schedule non-conference games? Um, that I don't know, but, you know, I'm sure I'll be in touch with Chris here before too long, and we'll start planning that once we get, you know, the full go-ahead to play. So we'll get away from the topic of what's maybe going to happen. I want to talk about the team a little bit. Uh, last year was a pretty good year in the right direction, I'd have to say. Uh, a few injuries kind of slowed a couple things down, but overall it seemed like you were able to keep going in the right direction. So what what about this year? What, uh, you know, what does the team look like this year? And, uh, you know, virus or no virus, uh, are, are we going to see you know, a little bit more improvements throughout the season as we go forward? Yeah, well, that's definitely our plan. You know, I thought last year we probably really finally turned the corner on, you know, being competitive in the Little Hawkeye Conference on a night-in, night-out basis. 
that just hadn't happened in the past. You know, we were, you know, still, I would say, in the building phases of the program. But last year we really, you know, had some really quality wins beating, you know, four ranked teams. We beat Norwalk, we beat Oskaloosa, beat Newton when they were ranked, and then we beat a pretty good North Mahaska team that was ranked in 1A. So um, last year, you know, like I said, it, it was a big step forward. I think the girls – really kind of had the light come on last year and, and start to really believe that they can win games in our conference. And, you know, everybody talks about the strength of the Little Hawkeye Conference, not just in softball, but really every yeah, sport, right. um, you know, whether it's baseball or basketball or whatever. Um, but softball, you know, it, it's right up there. If it's not the best conference in the state, you know, I, I think it definitely is in 4A. Um, but, you know, so you're challenged every night. But like I said, we really kind of figured out last year that, you know, when we play up to our capabilities, that's good enough to beat these teams now. So, you know, my, my hope this year is that, you know, we've got a lot of experience coming back. Um, girls that have started on varsity now for two or three years. We've got a really good junior class um, that, you know, some of them have st- this will be their fourth year of starting. They started as eighth graders. Um, you know, you talk about Kate Kriegel, Hannah Behrens, Lindsay Hollabaugh, and then, you know, we get Lydia Rodebush back this year, um, who had to sit out last year. But Kate, Hannah, and uh, Lindsay all started as eighth graders and, you know, have played a ton of varsity softball. And then we've got a really talented uh, freshman class right now that a lot of them, as you know, from doing some games last year, got exposed as eighth graders, which, yep. you know, you never want to be playing too many eighth graders in our conference, but the beauty this year is I don't think we'll, we'll need any eighth graders and, mm-hmm. and the girls that those eighth graders that played last year, um, you know, got their feet wet and we'll have a lot of experience to, to fall back on this year. So I'm excited to get going. You know, like I said, you know, in terms of turning the corner last year, I've really seen that carry over in our off season. Um, there's just a lot more girls, uh, more girls than we've ever had in the past in the off season that have dedicated themselves to improving at the game of softball. Um, you know, before we were cut short from the COVID-19, you know, we had some really good open gyms. You know, our pitchers and catchers have been working really hard. You know, we had some girls play a decent amount of softball last fall. So, you know, I'm really excited. You know, I was really going to be down or I'll really be down if I don't get the chance to work with these girls this year because it's a it's a great group of kids that seem to have a really good camaraderie already, mm-hmm. which is, is kind of rare. But that's I think, again, it's carried over from last year. I think we've got really good leadership in our captains, Kate Kriegel and Hannah Barron. So I'm excited to hopefully get the chance to coach them and see what we can do with this group. Have there been any coaching changes that uh, have happened in the off season, or do we bring back the same coaching staff, or is there any changes at the top? No, there's actually quite a few changes. In fact, I'm the only one that that's, that's back. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so yeah, Coach Plaguey, who had been with me for five years, and he had told me before last season it was going to be his last year. He had his second child, mm-hmm. and you know he's got two young kids under the age of four. So uh, his. Uh, time and attention is needed more at home which i totally understand um brielle beck who has helped us in the past she's just going to help just a little bit this year mm-hmm. she starts a full-time job now at grinnell mutual um so we've added uh sal faulkner she's going to be my uh, head assistant to work with me i'm really excited about her um you know she's going to bring just a lot of coaching experience mm-hmm. um, and, and she's coached softball back you know when jill holsey was coaching here she coached with her and she knows all the kids really well from being a pet teacher at the high school and you know she's just i think she's going to add a lot to our staff and then casey mcdermott she's going to help this year too casey's the girls track coach mm-hmm. and again you know she's also a 
girls assistant basketball coach she so she knows a lot of these girls too so i'm excited about her i know she's going to bring a lot to the staff and then my daughter megan and uh kiana kai is two players from last year mm-hmm. uh, are going to help a little bit this year too so um we're going to have a lot different staff but i think we're going to have a lot more to, to bring to the table just in terms of numbers and just softball knowledge and input so i'm excited about it i'm going to be the only guy out there but that's okay if i uh if i get a little you know, not not tired of the girls, but if I need a little male influence, I'll just hop across to, to the Tony's practice sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you been in contact with all the girls during this uh, pandemic, and have you been helping them if they're trying to work out or do something off, quote unquote, off season wise to get better? Have you been helping them out any? Yeah, so I mean, I've done what I can within the rules. Um, it's kind of goofy before you know, in a normal season. Uh, softball coaches um in fact it changed this year the only contact or only coaching that i can do is with pitchers um up until this past year it was pitchers and catchers but this year for whatever reason they limit us just to pitchers so um you know we've we had a lot of pitching catching sessions um in the kriegel gym we started in december uh, every sunday night and then we would go one or two nights during the week so um done a lot of work with them but yeah um we, we can have i think back uh, on i think may 4th we are allowed to have virtual contact with the girls so we had a zoom call with the entire team and we went over a lot of drills and stuff that we sent out to them you know i did some videos with actually megan and my son derek um just some stuff to, you know, so they can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, they've, they've got hitting drills. They've got speed and agility workouts that Kelly Rose put together for them. And then um, I send out Coach Salzer's workouts every day that, you know, they can do. So they've got plenty to do on their own. And, you know, I've had uh, conversations with most of them over the phone just within the last week or two. And I was really blown away and impressed with, you know, what they told me they've been doing because, you know, sometimes it's easy when you're at home every day to just kind of get lazy and not do a whole lot. But it sounds like they've been really active and staying busy and working hard, you know, after they're done with their schoolwork. So um, I'm excited to see, you know, what they're like when we get them back on June 1st. You know, obviously there's going to be rust because nobody's played live games. You know, typically we'll play, you know, pretty much the whole month of April in spring league or, you know, different tournaments to get ready. So nobody's done that. So there's going to be some rust that needs to be knocked off. If we only have a week, you know, that's not a lot of time, but we'll do the best we can um if we have two weeks that that would be better but honestly i would rather just have a week and then start playing games um because i mean you know we can kind of use the games as practice a little bit Mm -hmm. and you know i i just think you get these girls out competing and you know if fans can come out and watch this you know the sooner the better yeah I guess one final question that I had, uh, you know, what should we expect? What should all the fans expect out of this softball team this year? What are you most excited to see, and do you have any goals for the team this season? Well, I mean, I know definitely a goal just from talking with the captains, and it's been a goal pretty much every year is to have a a host a regional game in Grinnell. Um, We did that my second year in Grinnell coaching which would have been three years ago but we haven't done that since I thought last year we deserved it and we didn't get one but you know that'd be a goal you know really I guess you know this year might be you know probably a little bit different I mean everything's going to be different right I mean we're still going to you know show up to play every night to win but 
you know, I guess it really, you know, the, this whole virus and everything is, I guess, kind of put things in more perspective to me, especially about high school athletics. Mm-hmm. Like we all want to win, but you know, it, it really is about, you know, trying to create positive memories for these girls, you know, that they can fall back on later in life and learn life lessons. And, you know, obviously everybody's going to remember this this year, <laughs> 2020, yeah. Yeah. the year of the pandemic. But, you know, I'm, I think, you know, we get playing, you know, like I said, we've got quite a bit of experience. I'm really excited about our pitching staff. I'm really excited about the experience we have, you know, behind the plate and Kate Kriegel. Um, our infield, you know, I think has a lot of ability. We're going to be young and green in the outfield, but I think there's a lot of talent there. It just needs to be brought along. But um, I'm excited to, to see what we can do. And, you know, I think it's going to be a very competitive team. And like I said, I'm really excited because I have really already seen a lot of good things in terms of just the chemistry and the camaraderie and the, and the girls seem to really enjoy being around each other. And that goes a long way, uh, especially when you get in the dog of summer and it gets hot and you get tired so um you know i I think the the fans that hopefully if they're able to come out is going to see a group of girls that represent grinnell high school in the right way and you know we'll we'll play the game the right way i can't wait to see it should be a lot of fun uh well i hope you're out there doing a few games oh yeah that's the plan we plan to try to get as many as we can because we know that people uh most likely won't be able to come to the park in dozens so uh, yep. that's the plan to give everyone coverage. And I, I think we're going to have quite a few wins on our hands to do and it should be a good season. Yep. We'll, uh, we'll put you and Dan just six feet apart. You guys can do your thing. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, coach. Well, thank you for uh, taking time to talk today. Uh, stay safe. And, uh, I'm sure we'll be in talk more as we get more and more news throughout the next coming days. All right. Thanks Blake. All Appreciate right. everything you and your dad do. Yep. No care. problem. Thanks coach. Hey there, I'm Joey Pauliai, third generation owner of Pauliai's in Grinnell. Since 1957, we've been serving you the flavors you savor. Dine in, carry out, or pick up our frozen pizzas for a night in. Our promise to you, everything is made from scratch and we only use the freshest ingredients, guaranteed. Plus, get your kids signed up for our Pax Pals program to get free pizza and shirts. Visit PauliEyesGrinnellIA.com or ask your server how to sign up. See you soon at Pauliai's Pizza Grinnell on 5th Ave between Main and Broad Street. Tomorrow, some fear the uncertainty it brings. Some trust the promise it holds. At Grinnell Mutual, we are always looking forward to tomorrow, growing and innovating. So even if the plans you have for the future aren't the same as the plans the future holds for you, you can be ready. Because we'll be ready, like we have been for over 100 years. Trust in that. Trust in tomorrow. Talk to a Grinnell Mutual agent today. All right, once again, thank you to Coach Doty for uh, sitting down and talking to me. Uh, It was almost uh, perfect timing that uh, we were able to sit down together. The news had just come out during the governor's press conference today at 11 that she gave the okay for uh, baseball and softball this summer. Granted, that didn't completely give everyone the green light. As Coach Doty said, he looked at it as a ton of hurdles, which is exactly what it was. Um, We saw the, the... the governor give the okay, and then it was up to the Iowa Boys High School Athletic Union, and then it was up to the Iowa Girls High School Athletic, or the Iowa Boys High School Association, and then the Girls Association. The boys just got the heads up, most likely. Uh, Jeff Linder from the Cedar Rapids Gazette posted on it, 
And like Coach Doty said, as I'm currently recording this at 1.56 in the afternoon, in five minutes slash four minutes, there will be a meeting, uh, most likely virtual, for the Iowa Girls High School Athletic Union for the OK to play softball, which I would almost assume is going to happen. So this whole thing is starting to move in motion. We're starting to see more and more things progress higher and higher. Granted, the cases are staying steady. We currently sit at about 300-some cases per day. I'm not entirely sure what happened today. Uh, But I think there's just so many different what-ifs when it comes to, uh, you know, when we're going to play and when we're not going to play. And I have a lot of thoughts about it that I thought I'd talk about. Um, You know, the first thing being we had the spring sports that were canceled. We had soccer, we had uh, tennis, we had track and field. All those athletes, sadly, seasons were cut short. And, I, I, you know, my heart hurts for all those athletes because I know that, you know, for those seniors, that was their last chance, uh, whether that was to be improving to possibly get a scholarship for a college or just wanting to play one last time. I know that meant a lot to a lot of people. Uh, and I, you know, I, I feel for those people. Um, and I wish there was something we could do. It's just, you know, you can't fit everything in. And they were truly the people that got hurt the most because of this pandemic. Uh, you know, when it when it comes to what the state looked like a couple weeks ago to now, yes, the governor made the right decision. There was no way sports or anything could have been played. As we get better, quote unquote, getting better, you know, it's it's all up to it's all up to the people at the top. It doesn't matter. What you know, the coaches can give all the input we can, and the the media we can give all the input we can, but it's not going to matter until you know Governor Reynolds gave that okay, which today was the biggest hurdle that we've jumped across so far. Now, it's not going to look the same as Coach Doty and I talked about. This is not going to be your normal baseball slash softball season. Personally, I think we see a lot of teams not play. Uh, you know, we've heard things saying that Des Moines might not even let their schools play. Because Des Moines is technically the county with the most, or Polk County is the most cases at like 2,000. Uh, so, you know, it, it's going to be weird. Um, I mean, we're still going to crown champions. We don't know if the class sizes are going to be moved around because, I mean, you can't have like 30-some in one class and 40-some in another class. You want to try to keep it even as possible, whether that be moving up and down classes. Um, you know, Coach Doty talked about the schedule just being wiped away, whatever we missed, and you just start wherever we start, whether that be on June 15th or whatever. It's just all kind of in the hands of what everybody wants to do. Um, and obviously, he didn't really go into depth on the guidelines that he was given, but I'd assume that would be maybe we somehow temperature check all the players. We temperature check everybody that's in there. He talked about maybe not having kids in the dugout, which seems pretty difficult. I can almost guarantee there will not be fans in the stands, but like he said, maybe spread spread out along the field line, whether that be in lawn chairs or whatever. And Coach Stenberg talked about that, um, you know, last week when I talked with him. But it's going to be different, and I I think we have to accept that. Um, But... It's like Coach Doty said, in the grand scheme of things, it's not about winning. It's not about, you know, winning the titles and whatnot. It's just that we're trying to give these high school athletes a, a way to play. Um, you know, it's it, it, in the end, it's not about the winning. It's just we want these, these athletes to be able to play and to enjoy the sports that they love the most. Um, and, 
if it comes down to it that parents uh, don't want their students to play or don't want their kids to play because of this pandemic, we shouldn't shame those parents for that. It's it's not our doing. Uh, you know, parents want to keep their kids safe, and I think we all need to understand that. That say like a high caliber athlete on a very good team isn't going to play because their parents don't want them to play because of the the pandemic. We shouldn't go after that parent. You know, we have to understand that some people are affected differently because of this virus. And, you know, if if a parent doesn't want their student or their kid to play, then they're not going to play. And I, I hope people understand that, and I assume they do, um, that it's just going to be different. It's going to be a different year. Um, do I think that we need to put an asterisk next to the winner at the end of it? No, I don't think we do. I think this season is still going to be you know, we, we fight for a champion, the best team comes out on top, but you never know, maybe some teams won't play. Um, it's, it's all just up in the air. I'm not really sure how this is all going to work out. I know that, you know, a lot of teams, it's like Grinnell, or it's like our coaches said, they're going to do everything to follow the guidelines, nothing to work around it. Uh, the safety is the most important thing of these student athletes. Um, and we know that they are the ones that we need to care about the most. And it's as long as they're playing the game, it doesn't matter if you win or lose. It's just about staying safe. And most importantly, it's just about having fun. Um, it's going to be different. It's going to be different. Uh, obviously, when I heard the news today, I immediately thought of baseball and softball, but then I immediately jumped to football and I immediately jumped to volleyball. So does that mean we're good for volleyball? Does that mean we're good for football? Football, I can understand, yes, but probably no fans again. Uh, you know, volleyball, it's inside. It's a little bit different. Who knows? I can tell you right now that us at the Tiger Sports Live Stream Network are going to do everything we can to help bring these events into your homes. Uh, baseball and softball, we're still planning on doing those. We've had our sponsorships all lined up. We're going to sit down and try to talk with everyone else, whether that be KGRN or whatever. We're going to try to figure out a definitive schedule so that way we can get you guys as many games as we can while practicing social distancing in general. Um, you know, we just, it's whatever we can do to bring these games to your homes. Uh, I'm most likely sure that we are going to be able to broadcast these games. Uh, and when it comes to the football season, we'll be doing the exact same thing. And you never know if it comes down to it that volleyball might need us. Well, we might do volleyball. It just kind of depends. Um, it's going to be busy. It's going to be a busy summer, uh, from, sitting so quietly and nothing was going on the fields were completely empty we're gonna see life on the field in the next couple weeks and uh, I along with a lot of other people can't wait for it to happen um, it's just about the safety the safety is the most important thing for these student athletes and you know I, I can't imagine that uh, you know we're going to be too far from uh, the goal that we all want to reach and that is to just be playing sports again and having fans back in the stands but I assure you, we must be patient, we must be diligent, uh, listen to the CDC, listen to the people on top, uh, they know what's happening, they know how to keep us safe, um, and as long as we stick together during all of it, everything's going to be okay, and we'll enjoy sports again, just like we always have. So uh, yeah, that is, that's my thoughts on this whole pandemic thing, uh, I can talk more about it next week. Um, I believe we might be having one of the track coaches on next just to kind of talk about the missed season that they had. Um, again, if you have any suggestions for who we should talk to, uh, make sure to send us an email or hit us up on Twitter or something. 
obviously one of my goals personally in the next week or so is I want to try to get in contact with either the director of the Iowa High School Athletic Association or the director of the Iowa Girls High School Athletic Union just to kind of see what their thoughts are on the whole thing, see if I can get some answers of our own. But uh, yes, that should wrap it up for the Tiger Sports Livestream Network episode 40. It was a busy day. I'm not sure when you uh, will hear this, but I can tell you right now that we're moving. We're moving forward. We're jumping over hurdles, and we're close to our end destination, and that is to have sports back on your televisions and screens everywhere uh, here in the town of Grinnell. So once again, I'm Blake Walker. Thank you to Coach Doty for uh, coming in and talking with us today. Thank you to all of our sponsors, and thank you for listening to the Tiger Sports Livestream Network, Episode 40. Everyone stay safe, and go Tigers. So one ball, two strikes, two outs, runner on second. Regal lines nice that move. one up the middle, bounces a little bit, and everybody's going to be safe. Megan Doty comes racing home, and Grinnell takes the 1-0 lead. This production is a copyright of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network. Any use of this podcast or material from it is prohibited without permission of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network.